I'm Stephanie Myers. I'm Stephanie Benya. This is Stephanie and Stephanie Talk Tunes. We're excited that you're here to join us on our storytelling journey where we talk about music that is featured prominently throughout the course of our 20-year friendship. It's our soundtrack and probably yours too. From hair metal to new wave to even classic country, we have stories to tell. These are the songs you want to forget but love to remember. Subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podcasts, and Overcast. First episode drops on April 21st. Be sure to follow us on the socials. That's Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Stephanie's Talk Tunes. That is Stephanie's plural, Stephanie's Talk Tunes. No VIP passes required. All music junkies admitted. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Funky Jack Live Podcast, where the haunters meet the haunted. Today, we're talking about Men in Black, Crop Circles, and Trans World 2021. Thank you guys for listening to this show, and we do have a little bit of news come the end of the show, so make sure you stay tuned right after the song. Thank you, guys, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, everybody, and you're listening to the Foggy Jack Live Podcast, where the haunters meet the haunted. Now, let's go on down to the pumpkin patch. The Foggy Jack Live Podcast is part of the Foggy Jack Live Podcast Network. Go on over to social media anywhere and search at FoggyJack13 for more shows like this one. And remember, stay spooky. Thank you, Max, for that marvelous introduction. Hello, and this is Ty from the Foggy Jack Live Podcast. And I just want to let you know that you are not alone. If you are struggling, if you are thinking about hurting yourself, or if you know someone who is, please extend an arm, extend a hand, and give them this number. Or you can call this number as well, 800-273-8255. It's 800-273-8255. You are more important than you know. You are more loved than you know, and you are needed. Thank you for joining us today in the ticket booth. Let's hear the news. All right, hello everybody and welcome to the news. Today we're going to talk about the first crop circle of 2021 has appeared. The first crop circle of the year is a sure sign that spring has arrived, at least in England. Home of the majority of the um, of these phenomena, um, spring has officially arrived for 2021 when this crop circle appeared in Wiltshire on May 10th. It is in a pinwheel shape and could have a meaning. Maybe a windy spring, the aliens have decided to add style to their saucers, or some people humans don't know how to make anything more complicated. The first prop picture of 2021 appears near Santon St. Bernard, um, not far from two other arrival clock crop pictures 
this is not too far away from Stonehenge either. Um, it has, this crop circle was first reported by cropcircleconnector.com, um, and they usually are the first one to identify new crop circles. Santon St. Bernard in Wiltshire is becoming the crop circle equivalent of Puxaquani uh, Phil, the groundhog, as he finds his shadow. Um, the village lies in lies in the Pusey Vale between Divsey and Pusey, just 17 miles from Stonehenge. The folks at CropsRoad.com already know that the skeptics are thinking and point out the difficulties a human would have making a crop circle um, because the flowers on these on um, these uh, on the grain would have been obliterated um, and these weren't obliterated they were completely intact um, they also talk about on a mathematical plane connecting the points of a pinwheel which was the shape that it was made makes the shape of an octagon and triangles are key elements in the laws of sine cosine and the Pythagorean theorem put all of that on a on papers in a jar, shake it up, and any one of you could pull out the explanation of the crop circle for 2021. Kudos, as always, to CropCircleConnector.com for the excellent aerial photos, concise and thought-provoking possibilities, and maps showing the exact location so sightseers can visit before irate farmers harvest the crops. Alright, for the second news article that I found for today, this one comes from us comes to us from Mysteria mysteriousuniverse.org and is called abductee claims aliens give her warnings and bruises the biggest complaint ufo investigators skeptics and the curious public have about eyewitness reports is the blurry photos and lack of any other concrete evidence the biggest complaint ufo investigators skeptics and the curious public have about accounts of alien abductions is the same one woman in Bradford, England, claims she has been abducted by extraterrestrials 52 times and has the evidence to prove it. Will UFO investigators, skeptics, and the curious public believe her? She says, quote, I have experienced 52 paranormal incidences. There's no warning, and I can't sense anything is going to happen. It just happens. All I can do is carry on as normal, otherwise I go crazy. Paula Smith, a 50-year-old resident of Bradford, a city of West Yorkshire County, claims in the Daily Star um, she was abducted for the first time in 1982 after seeing a light in the nearby woods. The light were on the craft she described being shaped like a giant boomerang or a giant propeller on three legs, each with a light at the end. The black structure structure also had lights on the edges and she estimated it to be about 30 feet tall and 30 feet wide and turning clockwise at a mile per hour in complete silence. It's a pretty definitive speed estimate for an 11 year old who admitted to to the star that she was terrified. Smith then described what happened. I remember she quotes, I remember trying to run but it felt like the ground was quicksand like sinking into the ground then everything went black. According to my family, I had been missing for four hours, but I had no recollection of what happened, what actually went on. Ever since, the experiences haven't stopped. I've been taken from my bedroom window and my bed. Smith then describes what happened on those trips. She saw a slideshow of Earth scenery that suddenly changed. 
A river turned black and the sky turned blood red. Yes, like visitors from the future, she claims there were warnings about her earth being destroyed through man's greed. One would think then they'd tell her to broadcast this to the world, but she claims she was afraid to tell anyone for fear of ridicule. The alien persisted, taking her 51 more times. Well, she never had a camera. She had paint. She had painted an image of one of the ETs. It looks like your standard gray alien or silver. If you still, if you're still reading this, she goes on to explain. The 50-year-old shared images of bruises she said were left on her body by aliens following the abductions. That's right. Smith's evidence of photograph is photographs of a triangular bruise on her arm and four circular bruises on her finger, the star reports. Paula claims these bruises are fingerprints left by aliens. Um, let's tally our cons- our concerns with this account. One, there's only one source in the Daily Star. Two, aliens coming to warn humanity don't give their message anything to help humanity believe her. When their messages fall messenger fails in the mission they give her 51 more chances um otherwise benevolent aliens give her a message give their messenger bruises five she has no other evidence about after 52 abductions her reason for finally coming out is to convince millions of other abductees to come forward seven the only source is the daily star the majority of the general public wants to believe. Why can't extraterrestrials choose more believer, believable message and equip them with more believable evidence? Why didn't Smith ask them for it? Or Smith's, is Smith's story a hallucination or a hoax? Um, the meter is on. The meter is on. This one is pegged unwaverly or skeptical. Do you believe? Let me know if you guys believe this story. Um, there's kind of just a side note. This is what I believe in when it comes to abductions. Um, there's a show called Hellier, and in season two, they do an experiment where they hypnotize someone, and in this hypn- when he's in this trance, they have him kind of go believe that he's getting abducted by aliens. And before this experiment, he never believed in aliens, and then after the experiment... He actually believed 100% that he was abducted by these aliens that came from this hallucination. Um, So I think, I don't think aliens actually take you up to a ship. I believe that aliens just put you in a trance and hallucinate, um, put you in a trance and then give you these messages and vivid messages while you're still laying in your bed. Um, That's just my two cents of alien abductions. That is that for this segment of the strange and unusual news. Hey, what's up, folks? I'm Shock Illusionist Dan Sperry, the anti-conjurer, coming in from Las Vegas, Nevada, and you're listening to the Froggy Jack Podcast. Tell all your little friends about it. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Foggy Jack Live Podcast. Today, we're going to talk, we're going, I guess, extraterrestrial. This is not what I had planned for this show, but here we are. Um, I'm going to talk about this article that I found called Before the Men in Black, The Strange Life of the Man Who Made Them Famous. This is from April 22, 2020 by Nick Redfern. If you know the history of the Men in Black phenomenon, you'll also know the whole thing began in the early 1950s with a guy named... with a guy named Albert Bender. He found himself on the wrong side of a creep 
of the creepy MIB. It was something that altered his life forever. They also, and also something that led to the coining of those three memorable words, men in black. But what about Bender's life before the trio of menacing strange characters were on the scene? Not many people, even the UF, UFOlogists, are aware of those early years, a time when, for Bender, the nightmare had yet to begun. With that said, let's have a look at what went down in the pre-MIB period. It all began in the dark, eerie attic in a three-story old house in, at 784 Broad Street, Bridgeport, Connecticut. And it revolved around a young man, Bender, of course, who was the um, eccentric and some who was quite eccentric and someone with a fascination for the realm of monsters, the supernatural, alchemy, um, the paranormal, and the occult. With the with an obsession with and with an obsession with clocks. Without him, they, the men in black, would never have left the, their terrible mark, or perhaps, more correctly, the ugly scars on society that most absurd, they most absurdly have. But I'm getting a little bit ahead uh, of myself. Um, the early years of Bender's life were nothing out of the ordinary. In fact, quite the opposite was the case. Born in 1921, Bender lived in Duray, Pennsylvania, where he worked in a factory. In the aftermath of the terrible attack on Pearl Harbor, Hawaii in 1941, Bender joined the U.S. National Army Corps, stationed at Fort, Fort George G. Meade, Maryland. He served from June uh, 1942 to October 1943 as a dental technician and was given an honorable discharge. Bender, his mother Ellen, and his stepfather, Mike, Michael, made a home for themselves in Bridgeport, Connecticut, and that's when the th- things started to get weird very weird too weird some might say michael j billowa a poet and the author of wicked bridgeport states that bender was employed as chief timekeeper at acme shearco the world's largest manufacturer of scissors the factory was located across the piquanic river from downtown and hicks and knoll street perhaps it was bender's sense of humor but in an i ironic salute to his job bender filed his living room his living space with an assortment of 20 chiming clocks every 15 minutes half hour and on um on the hour 784 broad street oh um 784 broad street resounded with the dean of bells Bing's bells and more bells the strangeness had well and truly began it was followed by Bender's decision to cover the cover the attic room in which he lived into an um, decision to convert the attic room in which he lived into an actual and accurately be termed as his chamber of horrors sounds fun artwork of blood-sucking bats monsters ghouls and skulls adorned the wall sounds like my kind of room um, there were barely there was barely a space for wallpaper. Imagery of vampires, the moon, a horse's head, a black cat can be seen. Interestingly, Bender painted a picture that showed a cloaked man wearing a fedora hat while prowling ar- around an old tree-shrouded cemetery after sunset. Both the cloak and the hat were, of course, black in color. 
Does that mean the MIB were already getting their claws into Bender? I should stress there's no evidence of that, but who knows. Fedoras were, and still are, part, of, part and partial to the outfits of the MIB. In light of that, just just maybe there's a part in the story that has been lost forever. Bender was very, Bender was very much a loner. He would ma- later marry, um, girl though girlfriends were nowhere in sight. Much of his spare time was taken up watching sci-fi movies and horror flicks on Saturday night. Um, by Bender's own admission, he visits his visits to the local cinema, cinema were always made alone as were the late nights walking back home. When the few friends Bender had called on him, he would entertain them with spooky sound effects that boomed around the room. It was all good fun, albeit kind of odd. And it surely cannot be been healthy to have lived in such a claustrophobic situation. Even Bender himself had to admit, late at night, the attic became a creepy place. Well, no duh. Interestingly, Riley Crabb, the director of Borderlands Science Research Association and who followed the Bender affair, went on recording and saying of Bender that for years he had dabbled in magic with no success in table tapping and surprisingly success with a yes or no technique using the Holy Bible. There was a history of psychic phenomena in his family. all right hello everybody and welcome to this episode of the haunters shed as you all know if you guys have kept up in social media for the haunt industry trans world halloween and haunt convention just happened um, happened about a week and a half ago, and there is a lot of buzz going on about the show, and so, of course, I have to cover it. The show is the largest haunt convention in um, the United States, and it's where all the people um, that run a haunt, that want a haunt, that are in the industry go to this convention to see props and all sorts of stuff for their haunted house um, and their business. There's also attached to this a um, escape room convention and a Christmas va- Christmas um, convention. All three of these are co-located in St. Louis, Missouri, and next year I am going for sure. So um, I'm already booked. <laughs> so I just wanted to kind of glaze over what happened um, during the show and um, kind of go from there. It is the biggest show of the year um and it was delayed due to corona but it it happened and it was probably bigger this year than it's ever been um some of the highlights from the show were a fire organ that when you played this organ fire shot out of the pipes um that is something i saw a lot of from this year and I also saw, um, it's like an exorcist scene where the bed floats and stuff on the wall moves. 
Um, it was very, the bed was very fluid. From what I've seen years prior, the beds kind of jerk up and down, kind of not in a floating motion. Um, but this bed this year did that. It floated, it, it almost free floated. Um, it gave it a really cool effect for um, an exorcist scene. Even though it wasn't specifically directed to the exorcist, it's, it's the vibe that you got from the uh from the prop um it is the biggest show of the year like i said um it is where everyone goes to get their ideas to learn from the industry leaders for um it's where you see the big stuff I'm just trying to find a video here just so I can kind of glaze over the video of what I see uh, because I didn't go, sadly. Um, but it is quite the convention, and I really wish I would have gone this year, but I, I missed it. Um, so, yeah, the first thing, like I said before, was, was the bed. Um, the bed free floats up and down. And it was really cool. Another thing that I have seen quite a bit are these portraits. Um, and these portraits are on the wall, or it's a mirror that's on the wall, and there's a video played behind it. And one dude uses spirit powers to move things. And underneath this is like a sink, or um, I saw one that this girl lit on fire, and so the smoke machine fog machine shot out from underneath it so it looked like she lit stuff on fire um there's one dude that's elec electric and just bursts the there's lights next to the the mirror bursts the lights um kind of a cool effect they were pricey but it was a cool effect and you did get the whole package with that there's quite a few clown things that i saw this year um big kind of toy boxes that your actor could stand in, pretend he's fake, jump out. You could do something like that. There's a popcorn machine that um, probably with a push of a button, the uh, clown pops out of the, the popcorn machine. Um, the dark the dark rooms seem to have lots of bigger animatronics, uh, zombie grabbers, pumpkin grabbers, I was very impressed with Distortions this year. Um, I'll get to Distortions Unlimited here in a second. Um, this seems to be... Just one second here. Good radio, I know. Um, there's a zombie... Oh, it's a gas chamber. And um, you see the guy in the gas chamber, and the gas chamber fills up with fog, and then it, with a, an air cannon, bursts out the bottom at your at your patrons, so it gives them the scare of, I'm getting gassed, basically, is, is what the effect was going for um, in, in that one. Here's these pictures again. The girl breathes fire, and the fire kind of shoots out, fog shoots out from be below her. Um, I will link this video in the show notes. It's from, um, I really like this guy. His name's The Carpet Bagger. Um, I'm actually watching him on the computer and on the TV simultaneously. Not the same video either, so it's funny. 
Um, I do like the carpetbagger, and I will add him to. I will add this link to the show notes. Um, this that's a. Oh, this is cool. So it is a meat grinder. So this meat grinder, um, it's almost like a, a magic illusion. Um, this meat grinder, you're able, your actor is able to stand in where the where the gears are to grind the blades to grind, and you can have another actor come in and like push them down into this grinder, and they go when they hide kind of in the bottom of it, which you know doesn't seem like much. And then from the top, the spout the spout shoots out water and like a red. Um, a red light and like water shoots out, so your it sprays your patrons. So they think they're getting sprayed with blood, but it's really just just mist from this from this um, this mister out of this out of this uh, human meat grinder. Um, always clowns, always gross, morbid clowns. Froggy's fog was big, of course, like they always are this year um, in every trans world convention. Froggy's Fog definitely has a huge um, booth, and I believe they're a sponsor of the show. Giant um, wall bursts. I don't know what they're called. Um, what are they called? Uh, Frytronics. Um, that one was just a giant set of dentures. So if your patrons are scared of teeth, then I guess you can have the dentures um, fly out of the wall at them always lots of masks there was this cute little i don't know what he is um looks like he's from beastcraft props and i'll probably post a picture of it on my instagram but it's this little cute like white demon ghoul kind of looking thing and he kind of just pops out from behind the grave and comes back it's almost like a little kid just kind of pops out of the grave and comes back. Kind of a cute little thing. Um, Distortions Unlimited, like I said, never disappoints. They have their little monsters that are always super cute. They came out with dragons this year. Um, it looks like you have dragons taxidermied on your wall, and you can have fog machines for, um, attached to it so they can breathe smoke while it's attached to your wall. It is a super cool kind of thing. Distortions always has little baby props. They came out with an Edgar Allan Poe this year. They came out with a werewolf, a Frankenstein, uh, Nosferatu. Fun fact, Nosferatu only blinks once in that whole entire movie. They came out with these um, pumpkin beast kind of things. It's like a pumpkin that has like a bear face to it. It's pretty cool. Um always have their demons, um, their Frightronics that they always have, uh, and Distortions works really closely with Alice Cooper, which I find really interesting. There was an, one more prop that I kind of wanted to talk about, and I can't find who did it. Just hold When you watch horror movies in summer, do you cry out of angst for the Halloween season? Have you ever wondered what happens behind dark, spiderweb-encrusted curtains of a haunted house? <laughs> well, boy, oh boy, do I have a solution to all of your aching problems. The Foggy Jack Live Podcast. 
Where the Haunters Meet the Haunted. Each week on the show, you'll learn behind-the-scenes info of the haunt industry, the talk of the paranormal and cryptid industry, we also talk about horror movies, Halloween, and so much more. So please join us each week for this creepy, kooky, mysterious, and spooky Foggy Jack Live podcast. And we'll catch you down in the pumpkin patch where the haunters meet the haunted. The Foggy Jack Live podcast is found anywhere podcasts are sold, distributed, or streamed. Please follow us on all our social media accounts at FoggyJack13. Please note this podcast is not responsible for explosive diarrhea, vomiting, erectile dysfunction, heartworms, or major migraines as a result of listening to the show. I'd like permission to study the Necronomicon. The legend of the Necronomicon has it that long ago the Earth was inhabited by a species from another dimension. With certain chants from the book, coupled with ancient rites and sacrifices, this race, the old ones, can be brought back.
thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Foggy Jack Live Podcast, where the haunters meet the haunted. Make sure you go follow us on all our social media sites, at FoggyJack13. Make sure that you go check out our YouTube channel, also, just search Foggy Jack Live Podcast. Also, make sure you go check out TikTok, at FoggyJack13. We have a lot of fun over there, also. Please make sure that you wipe your feet next time you come in from the pumpkin patch, and I will catch you next time down in the pumpkin patch. Thank you, goodbye, and blessed be.